the CEO Diaries, powered by Harper Ellis Hairco. Hello, everyone. I am super excited for this episode. Of course, I'm always excited for every episode. Y'all probably like you say that every time you start an episode. But I have a really exciting guest on here today, and I know that you guys are going to be excited for it. Again, if you're watching video, you can already see him. But I have Creighton Ellis. Hey. <laughs> um, I'm pumped for you guys to hear from him today. We have so much to talk about. Um, a big subject inside of our company is, you know, assistance and the dynamic of that. And we are going to get into that. But, you know, if you guys have been to a class with Harper's Hair Co., you've met Creighton. Everyone knows Creighton. Um, but we haven't, like, really ever dove into your story. Yeah. And, you know, all the things, everything that you come from. And I think it's really interesting. Um, what I think most people are going to want to hear about is how you've come out on this like other side of success and yeah. you've kind of been through it all and yes your story is fast like yeah. you know I think that you know once before you've had a mentor um, or you could call it a mentor but mm -hmm. someone that thought they were mentoring you that thought you know you you still haven't put in your time yeah. and you still got you know a lot of time to, and you do you have a lot yeah. of time but I think what's so cool and I know people that are listening to this that are very young in this industry, in the hair industry especially, or I think any industry for that matter, sometimes your frustration comes from like, I'm a young, I'm a young pup. Yeah. I've not been in this very long. Yeah. Um, and so you feel like your success is just so far away. Yeah. And so what I love about Creighton is honestly, he has gone really fast, but he's gone very efficient. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pumped to like talk more about your story. Yeah. Later on in the episode, we're going to talk about, you know, assistant programs and the things that we've implemented inside of our business that I feel like your success has come from. Yeah. Um, but first, let's dive into your story. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone wants to hear from you. They don't get to very often. Yeah. I mean, they do in class, yeah. but yeah, exactly. um, the Harper Ellis, you know, platform, not necessarily. Yeah. And so first kind of, you just start, I'm gonna let you tell it. Yeah. So you start on, you know, how you, how you got started with me and, and all of that. Yeah, so it's actually started a long while ago, not not really that long ago, but um, I guess now at this point I've been in the salon for five years. So, you know, like you're saying, it a lot has changed and I've come a very long way mm -hmm. in that short amount of time. And, you know, just restating what you said is in this industry, it's so common for, you know, like you get to this door and people are like, yeah, you're good, but you're not old enough. Right. Or you're good, but like give it time and... It's like, yeah, you work hard, but like people aren't doing that until they're, you know, 10 years, 15 years into the industry. Well, you know, I say screw that. Yeah. Like, I want to be where I want to be and I'm going to do what it takes to get there at a very, you know, fast pace. Right. And I feel like you and I both have yes. kind of come from those backgrounds. Like, you know, a lot of people, even in my story, are like, you know, yeah. like you've gotten there really fast. And yeah. I'm like, well, there's, there's a reason for that yes. and we're going to talk about that. So, yes. And, but I can say that it did not start off the way that you would think it would be. When I started in this industry, it was actually quite longer than five years ago. Um, I actually had a family friend um, that was a you know licensed instructor in cosmetology. So she actually started me at a very young age of probably. Did you pumpkin? Yes. Did yeah. you sure she did my prom hair? Yeah, she did do. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen pictures. <laughs> this hairdresser he's talking about did my prom hair in yeah. high school. So. And Super it, cool, full circle. So, you know, and it's. It's so crazy to think that like I had someone it you know at an early age 
um, that knew that that was something that I wanted to pursue and that she went out of her way like I never you know paid her anything she I just you know I would go by this you know her salon and she would do what she could to teach me as much as she could in the little amount of time that I was there but I already had like your basic understanding and like your more of like your base level of what it is to be a professional and how to do hair. Enough to be dangerous. Enough to be dangerous, <laughs> especially when you're doing that kitchen hair at 2 a.m. But, you know, um, so then I went to school. You know, I, I went to a, one of the best schools that I could find in my area. Um, I wanted to go to a school that I know would push me because having that baseline, I knew that I needed to do something a little bit more than just some of your smaller schools that are teaching you what I felt like I already knew. Um, so you can imagine, you know, going to the school, um, and then, you know, all through school I was thinking like, man, I already know all this stuff. Like, when, 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 I, when do I get to learn the good stuff? Right. <laughs> um, so coming out of it, you know, coming out of school, graduating, I didn't have a complete guide of like where I was gonna go. At, again, at the time, another coworker, that we now have. Um, she actually started with you before I did, but she used to be at that old salon. She actually mentored me as well. Um, so I kind of was like, so where's this, you know, I see this fancy little salon you're at. Um, I think I'm gonna go check it out, you know. Um, and I'll, I'll admit, you know, the first time I come, I was like, oh no, too, not, that is not for me. That is way too prestigious. I'm like, I'm more of a chatty Cathy. I want to get to know my clients. I felt like at the time that no one knew their clients. Um, but by the second visit that I come back and shadowed, I was like, you know, they know their clients. They're connecting with their clients, but it's just the difference was this level of professionalism that I haven't necessarily always seen in the industry and so I immediately was like this is where I want to be that's where I'm gonna go um, you know it's crazy now to think that I thought I knew everything when I was gonna come work for you you know <laughs> I was so offended that she was like guy yeah, you can come work for me but you have to assist me you know you know I was like "Bet I know what I'm doing like <laughs> how many more steps do I have to you know, jump through hoops to get to this, you know, profession that I wanted, but little did I know that it would be the door to the fast track to get me to the success that I, you know, have today. Um, it was so funny because, you know, in my seat, I guess you could say, I saw, I sort of saw the ego, Yeah. but you know, here's the thing to hit on that because I think a lot of people go into this industry with an ego and it's because of social media and like you know now and even when you started five years ago mm -hmm. social media isn't what it is now yeah and you know it's like you you can learn so much online mm -hmm. and you can learn so much about the actual part of doing hair mm -hmm. which you always yeah. had and so you know it's not that he had this ego I joke about that a lot especially if you've been to our classes <laughs> it's like our running joke but Creighton also in the same breath has always been very humble yeah. and the reason why I say that is because the one thing that I never had to do with Creighton was get him out of bed and get him to work. Mm -hmm. And, or even just beg him to show up. Some, most of the time now, especially, yeah. I don't even ask him to show up. He yeah. just does. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I always wanted, however, yeah. I never, you know, so that was the thing I always, 
I want to clear that up because I think that we joke a lot um, in our environment yeah. about about your ego per yeah. se. But you had this ego of like, I know what I'm doing as far as yes. hair goes, yeah. but not necessarily. You you showed up and you showed up humbly because you wanted to work hard because yes. you yeah. did have goals and so. Yeah, I I think the funniest you know part about even you know getting me to agree to it. You know, was Tara, you know, <laughs> I remember she's like, it'll only be three months long. <laughs> Two and a half years later, thank yeah. God for COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, no, I, you know, I learned that by those three months, I was like, no, this is where I need to be at. Yeah. Because you were teaching me those assets and those skills of what it is to be, you know, a business person, a professional, like, a leader in the industry that and you know I was an assistant at the time yet you treated me as if I wasn't and that was what was able to get me to yeah. where I realized that I don't care if I assist you for the rest of my life like I'm learning things you know I was of course working behind the chair on her days off so you know I was benefiting from both sides right totally and you know I feel like whenever you did start and you were you know I mentioned the assistant program which at my salon just to kind of fill you guys in, no one really comes in off the street as a stylist. Yeah. You always, no matter if you've been in the industry for 30 years, I think Taryn has been the only mm -hmm. exception. Taryn yeah. inside my salon. It's because she came on with me when the doors opened. Yeah. And when the doors opened, I obviously had to have a stylist yeah, that, that, you know, helped make money. And so um, she's, I think she's been the only exception, mm -hmm. maybe a couple more. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I was like, this is, this is what we do. Or, you know, you're gonna be an assistant. He was like, what? I don't, you know, I put up, I, that's not really what I'm looking for. And I just remember thinking, you know, and you salon owners out there that are like, oh, like I don't want to lose this person. And, and you sometimes conform into like mm -hmm. what people want. And I think that's where your culture gets lost mm -hmm. and your, um, sort of your, I guess your salon morals, as you can, yes, I know that's a yeah. weird word to use, but um, sometimes I feel like whenever you want to build a team, you sort of like lose those things because you know that that person, that's not really their idea path. Mm -hmm. But you know, when, when I set the career path inside my salon, it's only because I walked it myself. Yeah. And so I wasn't ex expecting you to do something yes. that I never did. And, and you knew yes, that too yes. though. That was what I felt like an understanding yeah. where you're like, well, you know, I guess so. She did it. She's not asking me to yeah. do something that she didn't do herself. But um, that's what's cool is because I think quickly after you started, you realized, you know, like you said, there was so much more to learn mm -hmm. than just how to foil hair yeah. or how to do extensions or something like that. Yes, so, yeah. so go into like what you learned after you started as an assistant. One thing that I did not realize that I was not learning all these years is like I had stayed up all night, you know, watching YouTube videos, like getting, you know, YouTube University certified and everything, every method, every technique you can think of and, you know, training with these people. But what I didn't realize was like, I was always practicing this on mannequins or friends and family. Like, I didn't realize that you had to communicate with people. <laughs> you had to deal with clients that have opinions of their own versus you like, eh, I'm doing it for you. So you just sit down and you get what you get. Like. Clients aren't like that. So, you know, learning that you have to be a people person, you have to be someone that works for, you know, the approval of somebody, you know, that was something that was just, I, I did not realize it at the time. So, 
So without you know being said, going into it, learning that you know it was people. People was what I did not know. I knew the hair, not all of it clearly, but that the people side of it mm -hmm. was the biggest like manifestation that I didn't realize that I was going to need to learn. Right, and I feel like sometimes too with that, you. And you guys have always laughed at me, you know, when I'm dealing with clients or dealing with people, I sort of like conform into this like other person. Mm -hmm. then, then you guys see me every day. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with you early on and it was just like, you know, it's a different heart that leads that conversation with your clients. And it's not mm -hmm. necessarily like you got to throw out what, you know, you want or what's best for you sometimes mm -hmm. and have to sort of leave with that, lead with that servant's heart. Mm -hmm. And you you picked up on that mm -hmm. extremely quickly, and so it wasn't really my. That's something we teach every assistant that comes yeah. through. So it wasn't just you, but you know, it's just sometimes I feel like within the assistant programs out there in this industry that I'm that I hear a lot is they forget to teach that mm -hmm. aspect of like, hey guys, it's not all about you, yeah. and you know, gotta lose your ego, and you've gotta gotta make sure that you're serving people to the best of their ability. That's how you're mm -hmm. gonna keep clients. And what's so cool about Creighton is like, he has one of the highest retain, like re for retaining percentages that we've ever seen, you know, that I've seen throughout the whole industry. I, I deal with people and their numbers a lot, or stylists and their numbers a lot. So his percentages kind of, it's the proof in the pudding sort of yeah. thing. You walk the walk, so yeah. I think that's really cool. I, you know, I had this saying that, and I know this was like right as we first started, uh, you know our education system and I, I know some of you may have seen the jacket before it's been a while since I've wore it um, but I had that quote on there and my kind of my I guess my quote um, mm -hmm. motto was like shed your armor because you know for so long I you know I come into this industry and you know we've kind of talked about like you know having this ego so I kind of wore this ego as like my armor and I knew it's like if I acted professional and I acted like I knew what I was doing every step of the minute and I you know I didn't let clients you know run over me it's like I wore this armor because I knew it protected me and it protected you know me getting my feelings hurt or you know anything like that but why I say shed your armor is because every bit of those things is what stands in your way Totally. Um, from truly connecting with clients and being able to, you know, retain those clients because they they want to know you and they want to trust you. If they're just coming to a robot that's down the street, like they can go to another robot that's down the street. Right. And so, like, let them see a little bit of you, learn a lot about them. Like, you know, I know it's cheesy, but you know they say you know like you have one mouth and two ears, so you listen twice as much as you speak. I try that a lot. All y'all know me. Y'all know I talk a lot. So I, you know, I try to tailor that to my clients. If they're the type that like to talk, I let them talk. If they're a client that wants, you know, me to listen to them, I do that too. But I want to like kind of hit on this like armor that you have mm -hmm. and why you have it. Um, and the reason why is because, you know, especially, especially now, you and I have had five years together. Yes, it's been this yeah. long relationship of, of, We've dealt with a lot of life together, yeah. and you know, I feel like more now than ever, we understand each other, yes, but we yeah. have to. We've been around yeah. each other for so yeah. long. But you know, I want you to kind of tell them a little bit about, um, as much as you're comfortable with, just yes, yeah. of your background of why you've had this armor. And I just want to kind of like 
preface a little bit is because you know you've lived this life of you're you're different. Yes. You're not you're not this like especially where we live. Like yes. if you guys are listening, you don't. We live in the Bible Belt. We everyone around here is very vanilla. And <laughs> no offense to people yeah. that are listening. Yeah. But here, more I feel like more than a lot of places, it's really hard to step out of the box and yes. be different and be who you really are because yeah. everyone around here wants to be the same because it's a very small town. Yeah. So everyone knows everybody. So kind of. Speak on your background of why you have this armor and why it was there in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's something I'm, you know, I, I love to share the story just because I want people to be able to relate to that and know that, you know, you're not always limited by what you're always told and what you, you know, the experiences that you're stuck in when you're there. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I was raised in a household, you know, as I was raised in on a farm, like I raised show goats of all things. Um, so I did have that country boy persona, but then I also was raised by, you know, a family that it was only, I only had sisters and, you know, they were in dance competitions and clogging competitions. And so is hair, this makeup, that, you know, so I Fun was fact, um, our parents or our moms went to high school together. Yeah. I think they're different ages maybe, but they went to the same high school. Yeah. So our families have kind of known each other for a long time. Um, but I danced, I did ballet with his yeah. sisters, twin sisters at that. And so I just remember Creighton being this cute little, you were so cute, you're so cute, but you're so cute, cute when you're yeah, yeah. a little bit running around, a little shithead yeah. if we're honest, but. Yeah, hey, I, <laughs> the one time being the genie, that was all I needed yeah. to do. Like carried a lamp and that was enough stress for me. But, oh um, you know, so being, from like these like two conflicting worlds you know it's like I had the like country life and I had the like more of the feminine side that I you know I was experiencing with my sisters and you know when it come to you know school it was always females that I was friends with mm. like and you know to be honest it was more so the males that because I you know was more in touch with that feminine side that I was you know bullied a lot of the time you know it's like I you know, I struggled maintaining those, you know, bro friendships because, you know, I was, I was more family oriented than friend oriented. So I didn't like devote my life to being a bro, you know, and it's like, and plus I had that more of that feminine side because everyone I was always around was, you know, females that I was just majorly, you know, outcast, you know, right you know, from a very young age and, yeah. you know, I, you know, got bullying from that. And, you know, I don't like to harp on that because, I mean, I feel like there's so many people that it's like, I was bullied, so I couldn't do anything. And it's like, yes, I was bullied. Yes, I went through lots of anxiety and depression from it, but really that's what gave me the fuel to it. You've like, never played this like victim yes, mentality yeah. of like, like, I was bullied. You know? you know, like today I'm wearing a shirt that's covered completely in rhinestones. <laughs> like, do I think that's the most masculine shirt no I do not however I don't care anymore um, you know I'm happily married straight male um, I know that's not always the complete standard in this industry especially you know in those like creative you know positions and you know especially hairdressers not that I see anything wrong e either right. way it's just well, not the like norm you have this box that per se and I feel like this is a lot of people it's like yeah. this is the normal box that we should live in yes. and 
you don't fit anywhere in this box. Like, you, you're yeah. like a damn hexagon inside yes. of this box. It's trying to like fit. It's just yeah. not going to work. Yeah. And so, you know, no matter what the sexuality is, no matter, yeah. it's just what I've been so cool about seeing your journey is you've come into like who Creighton yeah. actually is. And honestly, that right there is step one to success. Yeah. Like that is, you cannot have success until you figure out what that is. And I, we're speaking of this because I know we have a lot of listeners that are like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dealing with that. Like yeah. I haven't figured out who I am and I'm not even necessarily happy with maybe who yeah. I am. And here's the thing about you guys. And, and this, is, I've, this is something I've gone through with therapy with this year is like, you cannot change who you are. No. You, you can't, it, it is not, it's never gonna happen. And so with that, you have to figure out how to love who you mm-hmm. are. And so it's been cool to watch because when you first started, you did you did struggle with that, yeah. you know, and like you're always fighting to be like, you know, I'm not I'm not a gay man. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm I'm very straight. I just love different things than what, you know, like per se, my Josh, my husband's yeah. gonna love, you know, he's he is such a bro. Yeah. He likes to hunt, he likes to fish, he likes to do all the man things. And actually you do like to I do, do those a lot. You do as well. like to do those things, but, but. I think what's been so cool is like seeing my husband and you and even you guys have a friendship and you know Josh has even said before he's like Crane's not someone that I would ever think to be friends with and I'm like that's such a cool part of this story because you know I think the one thing that Josh admires most about you and this is just from an outside perspective Mm -hmm. is that you are who you are And that's such a cool thing to see because it's it's yeah. difficult when you're coming from a place like you are. I, I think, you know, part of that is coming from that bully background, you know, like everything I always strive for was like to make people love me. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I didn't love myself. But, you know, in reality, until you love yourself, no one can love you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that translates to so many things, whether that's your clients loving you or, you know, even like the work you put out, like, you know, as hairdressers, like we, we are artists mm-hmm. and art communicates so many different things. And I know it sounds weird, but it's like, if you're putting out, like if you hate, you know, if you're internally struggling and you're, you hate yourself and you're not happy with what you're, who you are, the work you're putting out as an artist, like it's going to translate to that. So your clients are like, they may like it, but they're not going to like love what they're getting because you deep down didn't love what you did because you didn't love who you were to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know that, I know that's a little pushing no, it, but I, it, I know I don't because so I think this true. goes, yeah, and it goes with any any industry, yeah. you know, out there like, and you think about people in your life, and I know you and I have experienced, you know, we've we've been hurt by people that are hurting. Yes, and you know that's something that that's a lesson that I've actually learned over and over again, and. You know, it's because though that person doesn't love who they mm-hmm. are, and you know when people don't love who yeah. they are, and that's why I just I'm so excited that we're talking about this because I have also struggled with that. I feel mm-hmm. like just this year, I mean, I think sometimes people look at me like I've got it all figured out, and yeah. just this year, and you know this because mm-hmm. you see the the real and the raw behind the scenes of oh, yeah. Tara, but I'm just now figuring out like I actually do love who I am mm-hmm. and. You know, the one thing I love about myself is is that I love other people. And, you know, the people that know me know that. And then, but now I'm more comfortable with it. Yeah. You guys see that. Like, yeah. more this year than ever, you guys are like, 
Terry, we, like, we feel like you're like stepping in, you know, like yeah. you, you, you're fine now. Like before yeah. it was kind of like, eh, but I also had that armor yeah. and that wall. I still do sometimes. You still do sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Introduce a new assistant. Wall right. back up. No, exactly. But, but yeah, I mean like now I feel like you serve your clients so well and I want to move into that too next, but you know, you serve people so well and you have this like group of people who love you so much is because you in the last probably I'd say year and a half, two yeah. years, now you're Creighton. Yeah. And that's such that's number one. People are like, yeah. I wanna be successful and a lot of times like my thought in my mind is like you've gotta figure out who you even yeah. are first. Like you can't just step into this success. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. So I, I will tell you like and this is just for any of you that are really looking at that social media and like trying to figure out like what you're doing wrong, what you're, you know, like not, what's not translating. And I know anybody that knows who I am on social media knows that I, my first name on there is not Creighton Ellis. Like my, you know, my handle is the hand tied craftsman. I didn't even realize that up until I guess just a couple months ago. Yeah. Let's um, tell this story. We're just gonna go there for a minute. Um, Cause this I is did, helpful with yeah, branding. Yeah, I did not realize that through the Hantar Craftsman, I had the secondary armor that I did not realize that I had I had built. You know, I Creighton Ellis was this kid that raised you know show goats and you know was bullied in high school, and the Hantar Craftsman could be whatever I wanted him to be. He could wear a designer. He could do great hair. He could have this awesome clientele. He could go to celebrity clients. Like I created this image that wasn't necessarily not me, but it wasn't all of me. Right. It was just what I wanted people to see. And you know, we had this social media meeting as like a salon, you know, a couple months back, and. You know, I went into it like, man, I got this figured out. Like, mine, it looks so Hold on, good. I have to go back. Hold on. So, Aubrey, you know, everyone knows Aubrey with Harper Ellis. She's our um, social strategist. She brought the whole, my whole entire salon team mm -hmm. in and was like, okay, let's go through each and every person and just like as a group collectively and in a very healthy way, tell them what they could work mm -hmm. on. Because sometimes, you know, in one on one meetings as a leader, I'm like, you only listen to like half of what I say, if even half, I'm lucky, you know? And it's mm -hmm. not that you guys don't believe me or trust me, it's just that sometimes you need outside people mm -hmm. to tell you. Yeah. And so we're all sitting at a round table at our conference room here in headquarters. And I, I knew, I was laughing so hard because Aubrey and I had this conversation before the meeting ever started. And I knew you came in with this like, like just like ego. beginning, <laughs> this like ego of like, oh, I've got this in the bag. And we just, we kind of roasted you. Just yeah, a just a little bit. But tell them what we said and tell them what you learned from it. Yeah, so, you know, pretty much what was said was, or what I took away from it, <laughs> was, you know, that, yeah, you've created this, like, stoic hand-tied craftsman that, like, wants every picture to be perfect. And you don't want one little thing out of place. And, like, you want the shiny version of everything. And they're like... It's a very edited It's layout. very, like editorial like what you would post on like a magazine if you're going to post about your life and they're like you know the truth is like your clients they don't come to the hand tie craftsman your clients are coming and they meet this totally different person that's Creighton Ellis it's who you truly are so like why are you not trying to attract clients with who you are 
as Crate Nellis because that's why it's getting done to stay. It's not the hentai craftsman. And you know, I mean, it like shut down. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I did not know that there was such a big difference. And you know, coming from Tara and Aubrey, like I trust that, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And then the entire song backed them up and I was like, oh, okay, well, I got some reflecting to do, so. Well, and that's what, that's what you heard, which is what we said, but on our side of it, like we know this Creighton and, and now like even outside people, you know, outside of our inner circle know you mm -hmm. and, you know, using my mom or my own family, for example, like they're always like the, the if they talk about Creighton, it's like, I just love that boy. You know, yeah. you're, you're young compared yeah. to them. So I just love that boy and he's the best and he's so funny and yeah. you know, all these like qualities that the world doesn't get from social media yeah, yeah. and you know it kind of comes full circle with what we've been talking about this whole time is he had this armor and he was afraid that's a, a very vulnerable side of Creighton mm -hmm. that's hard to show yeah. I mean, same with my own social media and my own you know building my own brand I'm like I don't want people to know that about me like yeah. what that leaves open doors for people to hurt me. Yeah. And it does, and it has. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, opening up and being who you really are is hard. And I feel yeah. like, you know, the more that you and I coach other stylists, which is all the time, you know, that's like the biggest thing. And we, we, we coach that a lot even, yeah. and it's even hard for us. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, especially since you've started doing that, which mm -hmm. you've really started doing the last just like few months. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to see what, what you we'll get to. Yeah, what you turn into, <laughs> yeah. you know, months from now or a year from now or years from now. Um, because now, like, more than ever, you're showing the world who you are. Yeah. And so um, I think there's a lot to be learned there, you know, with, with this armor that you speak of because we all have it. Yeah. And I know, like, through therapy, you know, I thought every episode I've mentioned my therapy because it has been such a helpful thing. And if it's... If it's never, it's not cured me, and that's why I, I have a whole episode with therapy later on, but you know, it's not cured me, it's just helped me understand that like I'm a human, and my body is like operating the way that it should. And so, you know, I don't know, I think that's so cool about you. You still have this wall up, I'm not sure that we'll ever see that wall come down. Yeah. Just because that's who you are. I just, it has lots of windows now, so you can open a window and crawl in if you want, but <laughs> at least it's not as rigid and... If they do crawl in, they may be like, eaten alive. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> they, they, they made it, some people can manage to get in, Because yeah. even, like, now, like, you know, he takes on new assistants inside the salon, and, and you know, like, I'll have to meet with them kind of without Creighton and be yeah. like, listen, I know, like, he's a tough cookie. Like, yeah. there's a shield around him and it's like really hard to break that yeah. down but you will break it down yeah. just give it some time and it'll all be okay because yeah. you do you put on this persona of like you know it could come across negatively if, yeah. if people want it to yeah. but it shouldn't come across that way because you're not that yeah but. it's all with good intentions but it's yeah. like protecting myself right. versus like worrying about the I don't want to say worrying about the feelings of others because I care I, I don't know yeah I don't know how to well, and I feel like, you know, with with this that you've had, you know, I think that a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that listen, are listening to this, you are using this, like, trauma that you've had, mm -hmm. you've used, you're using this, like, hurt that you're experiencing, and it is one million percent getting in the way of mm -hmm. your success, and 
this life that you mm-hmm. want to live and like that's the one thing that which you know if you guys that have experienced the amount of success that Creighton has you know that it's very painful behind the scenes it's not mm-hmm. easy you don't just wake up and you know look like this it just doesn't happen however um, or live the life that Creighton yeah. does but you know however I feel like a lot of people are using it and, and it's keeping them from that amount of success yeah. when you've had this ability to go I know I'm I know my heart has been broken I know I'm hurting I know that I've experienced a lot of you know pain and trials and especially within yeah. you know success in your career mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna keep I'm not gonna let it keep me from being who mm-hmm. I want to be kind of tell them a little bit like I think a lot of people they see this image and this very edited version of mm-hmm. you on social media. So tell them like, what is success to you? Because I think people don't have a clue what you really feel inside. Yeah. So, you know, success to me is having financial freedom. It's having people love you for who you are. I'm about to tell them what you, what I called you about yesterday to talk about your financial and, freedom. <laughs> And, you know, being able to take those times of like, I guess, let me back up for a second. You know, like so much that I see is like when people are building their careers, they're they're fighting to hang on to like these things like, oh, well, I don't want to give up my time with my family and I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to risk, or I don't want to go, you know, go about it and work so much that I don't have time for my hobbies or, you know, my friends. But, you know, the truth is, is like if you sacrifice those for just a small amount of time, like, I, you know, look at where I'm at now, and, you know, I did that sacrifice, but, you know, now I'm not sacrificing that because. I am able to live the life I want to live. Like I can go on vacation if I want to. I can, you know, do this. I can do that. Like I'm looking at some new adventures right now that are scaring the heck out of me. But you know, it's like it's the thing that I want for my future, and it's the thing that I know is going to be the best for my future. You know, it's having that financial freedom. It's having that, you know, career freedom. Um, that truly means that success for me. Right. You're so right. Like. I think a lot of people think that success you have to like sacrifice you do forever forever though yeah. you know yeah. people think oh my gosh successful people that don't have any work-life balance which work-life balance is bullshit you guys yeah. like it will it will never happen it yeah. that is if you have accomplished that like please holler at me because i bet i can prove you wrong that you haven't accomplished yeah. it <laughs> that's not but i feel like a lot of people are searching for this like perfect life and this like balance of and that's what I've loved about you is like your journey hasn't been perfect by mm-hmm. no means and it hasn't been entertaining by no means like yeah. I feel like a lot of people you know with success they're like oh I always want this like you know dangle of berries in front of me yeah. and I'm just always chasing something yeah and I'll never forget like a conversation you and I had you come we're coming back from Nashville one time yeah and you were like sad and yeah. like probably a little depressed and and you know i don't know if i picked up on it or if you just called me about it yeah. i think i picked up on it a little yeah and i was just like what's up you know and he goes i am sad because i don't know what's next like yeah. it's almost like you sort of lived out what dreams were yeah you were wanting you're like you're like i just got done with this really cool opportunity in nashville yeah. and 
now I just like, I don't know what to do. Like I've And you know the cool thing about that was, and, and I'm not trying to say this just, but this is just gonna give you like kind of the high of it. It's like, I was actually in Nashville two weeks in a row. So it's like, I basically just come home to switch out suitcases and go right back. Um, you know, the first week it's like, I taught a class you know, she was like about to pop. I think you were like eight and a half months pregnant. So she sent me by myself. So it was like my first class by myself. Um, mostly it was like a mentor, you know, program. But it, you know, it's still that freedom. And it's like, yeah, I've gotten somewhere in it, you know, with this education that, you know, like she trusts me enough to send me by myself. And then, you know, like the next week, it's like, you know, I was going out to, you know, do hair for a music video. So like these were both really big things of like, at the time, I was like, those are what are, you know, success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like that coming home, it's like, you know, I, I did drive home from, you know, Nashville, which I guess is like an eight-hour drive from here. And that whole eight-hour drive by myself, when it's real quiet, and all I have to do is think, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't have another gig lined up. I don't have, you know, I don't have another individual class lined up. Not like that's what meant I was successful, that I had to have either of those, but that's what, you know, my mind was telling me is because you don't have anything on the roster at this exact moment, you're a failure. Overlook what you just did for the past two weeks, which is, you know, opportunity that tons of people never even have in their career. Yeah. And, you know, let the, the anxieties of the future, you know, get in the way of it. So, you know, when I did have that conversation with her, she was able to, like, one thing she said is she's like, you know, one thing you're not doing is she's like, you're not ever being content with where you're at. And she's like, you know, I'm not telling you to be complacent and just stay stuck where you're at. She's like, I'm saying, stop and smell the roses. Enjoy where you're at, when you're at it. You know, in the back of your mind, think about what you're gonna do next. That way you can work towards it. But like, don't let what's next overshadow what was truly, you know, a great thing and what you should have been content with. Right. I think like, you know, a lot of people, because I've spent so long, the only reason why I was able to pick up the phone when you called me was because I also had dealt with that, you know, and mm -hmm. so many people out there get success and the opportunity confused. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not the same, mm -hmm. you know, and now I think more, more than ever, and I know just a reel was posted on my Instagram just this morning, and you know, it was like success to me is that, you know, I have so much freedom now mm -hmm. and I know you feel the same way. And I'm about to talk about what I called you about yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to write you embarrassing. out. Sorry to write you out. I'm about to embarrass you. But to finish what I was about to say, you know, success for me is I have this financial freedom mm -hmm. and, you know, don't get me wrong. More money, more problems. That statement is totally true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and now it's kind of like Josh and I. We've been putting off this like lake house talk that we've been needing to have for days and weeks because we're like, should we do it? Can we afford it? You know, all the, all the mm -hmm. same money things that we all have. It's just different, you know? I have all the things I need. Now it's just extras. And so, you know, success though doesn't really come from material things mm -hmm. for me anymore. It comes from like the experiences that I give myself. Yeah. I just got off of a five day trip in the Virgin Islands with my girlfriends and we rented a boat for two of the days and and one was pretty much a yacht and just amazing experience that I would never be able to do if I didn't mm -hmm. have it and worked so hard. But the opportunities aren't what are success yeah. because if you want to look at opportunity like 
you could say my career lately has been a little bit stagnant. Like I haven't, if you want to say that, if you want to look at the things that are flashy, mm -hmm. but for really behind the scenes, like my opportunity has been very abundant lately. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah. And so, and I think, you know, on that, you know, that flashy spectrum, it's like, you know, people will look at your social media and they think that like, oh, she's going to the Virgin Islands on, you know, every other weekend, you know, it's like, but the truth is, is like, wasn't this your first vacation in, what was it, four yeah. years? Yeah. Something like that? Um, that has truly been a vacation, that there wasn't work attached to it or... Or a minute that I, or hour yes, that I set aside for emails and yes, messages yeah. and, yeah. So I, I, I just wanted to point that out. Yes. Yeah. I feel Thank like it you. needs to be said. Yeah, definitely. I think people, you know, think I travel a lot, especially for my job, and people are like, oh, she's always vacationing. Yeah, you might see me pick up and go on a leisure trip, but that doesn't mean I'm not working mm -hmm. while I'm there. And so this was my first one, yeah, that I didn't have. I didn't I didn't even care. I, I got up out of bed every day, and I was like, I don't even care what's in that email. It can totally wait till I get back. And you know what? It did wait till I got yep. back, and everyone was alive. It was awesome. I mean, <laughs> so. you know, just from the, you know, the guy that got to stay home for this trip, <laughs> I will say, you know, this was the first time she's like, you know, I'm really trying to, like, take this time for myself. Yeah. She's like, if it, if you know, if you're dying, if you're bleeding, that salon's burning down, y'all call me, but like the little problems don't call me. And you know, I think, you know, it's also a lesson for me, probably just as much as it's a blessing for her that I wasn't calling her, um, is I didn't realize how much I like, just call her for like a, hey, blah, 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 okay, but And like learning this, you know, that week that she was gone is like, I had to learn to trust myself in the decisions I was, you know, making even more so than on a daily basis because I was like, you know, there's like certain situations that happen throughout the week that I was like, oh my God, I need to call Tara. And then I was like, no, give her her she time. She said not to call She me. said not to call, like this is not life or death, so I'm not gonna call. And then, you know, there's one situation where I was like, okay, Aubrey, this is a, a wording thing, talking with an influencer and I'm like, I, I don't know if I trust myself. So I, like I went through Aubrey, but I, was, I joked cause I was like, Okay, normally Tara's my sounding board, so sorry, but you're up by default, you know. But other than that, you know, like all all the other decisions that I got to like trust myself this week, you know, and I, it honestly was like super eye opening. Like I appreciated it, but me. like I, I, you know, but none of that would have been possible if it wasn't like the foundation of what I've been taught and like, and I even noticed that I could like pick up on like sounding like her. Like I, you know, like some of it was like replying to messages and it was like, Yes, that is a Tara message. That's what she would say. That's exactly what she would say. WWTD. So, you know, it's definitely <laughs> a thing. And so, you know, because you've laid such a foundation for me, I can, you know, channel that now. And yeah. You know, so I appreciate oh, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like waiting on him to tell me he wants to run the place because that would be awesome. <laughs> but, you know, Here's the thing, all that to say, the freedom of what you've created is what we've decided. And we had a, we had a, another conversation not long ago in a one-on-one -on -one meeting about success. And mm -hmm. it's just funny how our success has changed. Yeah. You know, it's not even close to the same. Yeah. Some of you guys would be like, that's boring. But over time you get older and you're like, what's important now wasn't, it's not what was important to me five years ago. But I, I have to tell the story because for the record. Um, so yesterday actually, <laughs> I was on the phone with a financial mentor that I've been working with and we were working through QuickBooks of 2022 and he was like, um, I think Creighton Ellis didn't cash a paycheck last year. And I was like, 
okay, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so. And he goes, but it's like $3,500. And I was like, that doesn't surprise me. And um, he was just like, what kind of human doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even know? Like not even just yeah. forget to cash it, but just doesn't ever even know. And I'm like, that guy does. <laughs> I'm like, you go through the going books and see how much you made last year, and then you'll know why. But, you know, it's just fun. We laugh, and you're like, I'm embarrassed, and all the things, but it's because you've created this financial freedom that, like, and, you know, I've been guilty of it too. You don't, you don't know if you're missing three thousand dollars. And although we're gonna, next lesson is we're gonna keep up with our money better. Yeah, however. We're gonna... <laughs> Notice I'm not talking about money keeping. That's not That's so funny. Well, not fun. But I can teach you to make it. Teach you to make it, just not manage it. That that's no, that's my wife. You She's manage the, it well. <laughs> I do manage it yeah. well. But anyway, it was just a funny. And last night when we were on the way home, me and my husband were, and he was just like, ah, he's like, but you know, I like I understand. He goes, you know, and my husband has always he's he's a penny pincher. No matter if my husband has a billion dollars in the bank account at one time. He will know where every penny is. That's the one thing. That's why we are a great balance because I do not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was explaining to him, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we have to look at it in, through a computer digitally to, like, yeah. know if we're short on money or, yeah. you know, because there's so much going in and out. And so um, just a kind of a, it's a different way of living. And, yeah. and so then cool to watch you, like, come to that and get to that and create makes more money than I do most of the time because yeah. <laughs> and he only works like four days a week so I've got bitter <laughs> it's a little sad. hey I'm trying to work five yeah because okay. I love being here on yeah. Wednesday so he comes to headquarters on a Wednesday sometimes because you know I got that extreme FOMO so <sighs> if I know someone's doing anything on my day off I gotta show up for some reason exactly <laughs> find any excuse um but yeah so you know I'm excited that you guys have kind of heard from Creighton there's so much like things that we could talk about yeah. I mean there's so many layers to he's like an onion too you like yeah there's so many things um if you could give everyone like advice especially let's just say hairdresser yeah you know if you could give a starting out hairdresser advice on like to get to where you are now like what what would it be I think my advice was don't get in your own way like, I think that's what I see happen the most. That's what I was doing at the beginning was, you know, I thought that there was this path that I was supposed to take and I was supposed to do it this way and this is the way I wanted to do it. But, you know, the reality was, was, you know, here was the path that, you know, life was setting me up for. And was it the one I wanted to go on? No. But did that path get me to a greater place than this path could have probably ever have gotten me yes and i just i think trusting yourself and trusting the process and doing the thing and i you know my biggest one actually not, not even that i'm gonna say scratch stop, everything we just said scratch everything i just said stop stop saying no yeah like and i'm not saying that by mm -hmm. like you should agree to everything but the biggest thing i see every single time that I, even with my own assistants, um, the ones that, you know, are now giving me a run for my money and the, you know, then there's the ones that, that, that don't or are not even in the industry, you know, it's like the big difference was the ones that said yes and made the opportunity work, they are the ones that have made it to success, the ones that are a constant no or that's not what I want to do or that's not how I want to do it or that's not how I like to do it they're the ones that have limited their future and their success because they've dug their feet in on one set idea 
And I mean, that's... Well, they, or do the bare minimum. Yeah, or do the bare minimum. I mean, just yesterday when I called you about your check that you didn't cash, you're like, yeah, I was in the back putting together a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> that is not Creighton's job, nor do, do I really want it to be. However, as minute as that is yeah. and sounds, like that's why just that simple example is why he is where he is. Mm -hmm. And you're actually, you weren't even having clients. You were staying there because you're actually helping one of your other stylists that you used to mentor yeah. get by through a really difficult client. And, and is this actually two hours past when I got off? <laughs> so, but you know, like that's, I think that, and that's just another lesson. Like I think as a mentor, like she's looked up to me so much in my life and she helped me so much. Kirsten. This is Kirsten. Yeah. Um, and it has gotten me so far in my career just by assisting me like the you know something as simple as staying two hours after i'm off and i don't have anything to do like that is a very little thing that i can do mm -hmm. and if that's if that's what it takes to you know change her evening and change the way she feels at the end of the day like i think you should go above and beyond to do those little things like totally. it, it is a little things mm -hmm. yeah what I love about Creighton too is, you know, that's something we haven't spoke on is now, you know, now Creighton, he's our, he's our lead educator with Harper Ellis, but also inside the salon. And he gets all of the assistants first, basically. And it's a really hard job because he gets them and they are like a sponge with a lot of holes and he has to fill those holes for the thing to be able to function. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so what I love about, you know, he's had good and bad uh, you know assistance basically but he already you know he assisted me for two and a half years so do the math he's been with me for five um, the rest of that time he's been on his own but within that time he's already built a six-figure stylist and um, that's Kirsten inside of our salon she's 21 years old um, her success, I got to sum up my game. His, <laughs> That's yeah, all I got to say. He like gives her or gives him a run for his money yeah. because she is so successful already. It's just been cool. Like, I think a lot of you guys out there are just like, oh, I've got to get to this point before I can do this and this and this. And it doesn't really work like that. You just have to like dig your heels in and, and go. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, for sure. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. You did awesome, oh, by the way. I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. We need to do more of these because Creighton and I have so much to talk about. Oh, yeah. But We could talk for hours. Exactly. But and Kane told us to talk quieter, so we're trying. Yeah, he told us before this episode started that we yell, and I'm like, what? But he said it's just us two. I don't, I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> um, but yeah, so past that, if you are not following Creighton on Instagram, he is at the Handtied Craftsman. Um, so make sure that you go follow him, follow along his journey. And now that you know kind of the insides of the journey, I feel like it's going to be even more fun to follow yeah. along because there's a lot to Creighton. And him and his wife are adorable. He's got two adorable dogs. I keep telling him, I'm like, wait till you reproduce those dogs. <laughs> those dogs are going to be outside. I'm just kidding. Dog lovers don't come after me. Um, <laughs> however, it's how it is. So... Um, I'm just excited that you guys have listened today and, and get to know Creighton, follow along with him, and thanks for listening. <laughs>